Hi guys, welcome to the Scale Up Podcast. It's episode number three, and I've got another incredible guest lined up. But hang on a second. Hops! Yo. Can you do my intro? There's yeah, no man. other better person. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the Scale Up Podcast, people. I'm your host, Harps. Got No, wait. I'm the I'm host, not the host. You're the host. Yeah. Sorry. Akshay's your host. I'm... It's really weird not saying that I'm the host. I'm the guest, Harpscore. On a serious level, Harpscore, one of the biggest presenters of one of the biggest radio stations out there. I can keep going on and on. Massive, massive welcome to you on the Scale Up podcast. I'm so excited to speak to you. To tissue. That's a really <laughs> emotional intro, actually. Thank you, man. I mean, I don't know if I'm the best or the best, but I'll take it. No, honestly, I'm so excited to speak to you. And we actually know each other. Yes. I've met you before through yes. a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. And I've followed your journey. I listened to you on the radio. And I'm really interested in finding out about your journey, how you scaled up. I've got a big question for you. Oh, no. So you started on a community radio station. Yes. And now you're one of the biggest radio presenters uh, for a breakfast show. How did you scale up so quickly and how did it all happen? Firstly, thank you so much for such a nice intro. I didn't think I was like the best breakfast presenter there is. It's an honor to have you, (laughs) I mean, it's a bit much, but thank you. It's a huge transition, if I'm honest. I thought it would have been the smoothest because in my head it was like, I've done community radio for like six, seven years, so surely going onto a big platform, it's not gonna be that much of a difference. It was a huge, difference everything about it was different I was not used to having a production team right I didn't know what producers were there for because I'd always done everything by myself so when I used to be sat in that studio it'd just be me picking the music me choosing what I want to talk about me running the uh, desk but when I got there I was like so what do these two people do like what's their job right so just learning things about how their platform works and realizing that actually these people drive your content these people help you develop your ideas right. but i liked it eventually i was like this makes my life so much easier not all the pressures on me no. um and the only other thing i'd say that was difficult was waking up at 4 a.m every yes, day i wanted to ask you that question <laughs> because a lot of business people a lot of entrepreneurs talk about this yeah. 5 a.m club where you wake up early start your schedule but you wake up at 4 a.m mm-hmm. on a daily basis when, mm-hmm. when you're on the show how has that affected your life i didn't realize how much it would affect me, mm-hmm. not just personally, but physically and mentally. Now, I've been doing breakfast for seven years, so I did two years on weekend, right. coming up to five on weekdays. So for me, it's like I've always done breakfast, right? Okay. I've always woken up at 4 a.m. I think I've realized I've neglected a lot of things, like time with my loved ones, time to myself I've neglected my health sad thing is I think I've realized that a little bit too late because like you know I've I've got so many health issues going on now and all that kind of stuff because I'm not eating on time I'm not sleeping on time because it affects your routine so much it's a different clock yeah and I'm on a different time zone to everyone and it doesn't help that I'm not a good sleeper I don't sleep much you know I get four hours before a show every day yeah because you probably have pressure about getting up on yeah. time for the next day. Now you've said that. I remember when I first started, I was like, I'm such a night owl. How on earth am I going to get up at four to do a show oh, like I'm this? I'm the same. I'm the same. I used to get anxiety. I used to end up not sleeping. Then you count the hours. Oh my God, I've got three hours. Oh my God, I've got two hours left. Like that, that constantly used to happen, which built up a lot of anxiety. Right. So yeah, at a certain point, I started to deal with it. But I think I got into a habit of telling myself I've got used to it that's not good and I think that's where I went wrong like it's not okay to think oh it's all right I've slept three hours before and done a show but I got into that habit thinking it's all right I've done it before I've done right. it all night here and there mm. but it's not good man because I it feel, adds up yeah and yeah. I feel like my body's playing catch up it and right now up. it definitely is paying for it so um 
yeah, it's not easy, man. You've got to learn how to balance. Obviously, you're a breakfast presenter, but is that something you've always wanted to be? Obviously, when you start off on a community radio station, was that always the dream for you that one day I'm going to be... I always had in my mind that I wanted to be on a bigger platform when mm -hmm. I was on community radio stations. Mm -hmm. So when BBC happened, it was like, whoa, because obviously it's like one of the biggest corporations in the world. So that in itself was just like, whoa. Surreal moment. But I don't think I ever went into it thinking I'd need to be a breakfast presenter or I'd like to be. I think I was just grateful for whatever came my way. It was just that. like, you know, I got given a Sunday morning show first. It wasn't full weekend. It was just Sunday mornings. Mm. And even that was like, it was a lot. Like it's, it's more than enough for someone like me who's been grafting for so many years and yeah. couldn't get that big break. Yeah. So just one show a week was like winning the lottery. So I think after that, obviously they gave me full weekend breakfast and I was like, oh my God, this is even bigger. Yeah. And then when the big break came for weekday breakfast, if I'm really honest, I don't think I was ready for it at the time. I think wow. because I'd only been on the station for a year and a half. Mm. So for me, it was like, I still got so much to learn and breakfast is like the biggest show that anyone can get. And, and it happened so quickly, I remember. So quick. You got announced and we were like, wow, hot God, yeah. on breakfast show. I'll, I don't think I'll ever forget that transition because it was the pressure. Like, you are the face of the network now. Like, yeah, the pressure's on you now. Like, you've got to carry this station. You've got the to content's deliver. got to be working. Like, you don't have time to be slacking anymore. <laughs> Not that I did. Um, but you don't have time for that. Like, it's no. business. So... Um, it was a lot to take in. I don't know if I was ready at the time, but right now I'm, I'm very happy with where yeah. I got it to. But I think that what you said is so important and you have to adapt and that's what you did to. very well. Sometimes yeah. you get put into uncomfortable situations out of choice, out of destiny, but if yeah. you adapt, it's, it's there for you. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in the universe. Mm. Sometimes things come to you when you're ready and mm. you might not know that. Oh, and thanks, if you could tell that hops that's currently going through that transition she's sort of overwhelmed like you said you're the Very, face yeah. what would this hops tell that hops right now i would say that there's always light at the end of the tunnel and you might mm -hmm. think that's weird because you've mm -hmm. got weekday breakfast you should be so happy but i can't tell you how difficult the job actually is like people who listen to the station or listen to my show you're just listening to me talking through the speakers job's done but what goes on behind the scenes, the amount of prep that goes into mm -hmm. it, the, you know, the hours that go into it, um, the skill that goes into it, everything new that you're learning on top of that and trying to keep everyone happy, it's a lot. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. And I think the hardest thing was the pressure, just knowing that not only am I carrying such a massive show on the station, I've also got to make sure I'm doing a bloody goddamn 100%. good job at it as well, 100%. because I could go like this tomorrow. So... I think I would like to tell my old self that it doesn't matter how hard it is or whatever it is that you're going through because it's difficult. Patience is key, man, because at the time, I don't think I had it. I was just like, this is too hard. This is too hard. I was very negative because I just wasn't... At the time, I didn't think I was ready for it. I, I just felt like this is too much. Like, my too world changed overnight. No, I can imagine. I think mindset is so important yeah, as well. If you're on that mind frame, if you're telling yourself 100%. that it's hard, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. You know? yeah, yeah. But I, I just think that you took it one step at a time yeah. and that worked really well for you. Mm. Pops, I know your relationship with social media has been very turbulent Yes. because you've been quite vocal about it in public. What's your view on social media today? I hate it. Really? <laughs> I, have a, I have a very strong love-hate relationship with social okay. media for many reasons, but if I had the choice of switching it off today and it wouldn't affect my work I'd be off it like this because I hate it that much but I also know that it's done me a lot of favors in my life so yeah. I kind of have that 
little bit of love for it. I think people use things like the gram, like Instagram is like a CV now. And that's how I see it. It's I like see. people want to, when people want to search who you are or what you do, the first thing they do is go to your Instagram. What's, what's she all about? What does she do? Blah, blah, blah. What's the engagement and like? I see what's it the likes like? like? Yeah. yeah. So anyone that's listening, little tip, use your gram as your CV because they will go to that. That's just the way the world is now. People yeah. want to see what you're doing. So I've always treated it like that because I feel like I've got more opportunities by doing that, if I'm honest. So right. social media has helped me big time, but it's also affected me just as bad, just as bad in the opposite direction. In what way is that? Because I feel the internet itself has become a very comfortable place for a lot of people to say what they want, speak their mind, not think before they speak. Right. You get a lot of keyboard warriors who think it's, I can be brave behind a screen, but if I see this person in person, would they actually say no. that to my face? I don't think they would. But what these people don't realize is that one negative comment that you've left out of maybe a hundred. Can ruin your Let's day. just say for the sake of it, a hundred, 99 amazing comments. Hops, you're great. We loved this, blah, blah, whatever it may be. But then there's that one horrible comment. And it, I don't know, it could be a personal dig. It could be something that they just didn't like. Mm. Um, a personal attack, whatever it is. That one comment is what we, as human beings, it's natural instinct to just focus on that one message and go, but why did that person say that? Correct. But why has Correct. he said that? I don't like it. And you won't sleep or you'll be like angry for hours. I've been there. In fact, I've been there every day of my life, I think, since I've been in this job. Um, That's tough. Yeah, That's and I really think tough. I've had, and you won't believe it actually, I think I've had every bad thing that you could think of if you even name anything off the top of your head right now i think really? i've had it i've had everything what's the worst comment you've ever received only if you don't mind sharing yeah i don't mind that i need to change the way that i look that i need to get surgery on certain parts of my body mm. or certain features that people don't seem to like but i don't think people realize that i was born this way so i can't really change that um and i choose not to mm. but it could be all sorts of things, what, how I choose to dress or where I decide to chill or who I'm chilling with or what I'm drinking in my glass. Like, mm. it could be water for all you get. Yeah, correct. But even if it wasn't, it's not your business. And how do you cope with that? Because obviously you've been doing it for quite a while. Yeah. I've experienced some trolling as well, which I'd love to share with you. Yeah, but please do, please do. How, how did you cope with so much hate? It's not, it's not nice waking up every morning... <clears throat> going on your social media and finding yourself being tagged in horrible things which you don't dream of and yeah i get some things some people might see it as banter others don't and that's where people need to be careful like 100%. i might not find that funny but you do yeah and it could be a situation between me and you now if something happened i might find it funny you might not yeah but you've i don't know why people can't just think for one extra second i think what people forget is that the other person is human as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. because that's what it is. they see them as a public figure yeah. they either think they're not going to read it or they think that oh it's okay it's fine that's it's not exactly going to affect what it them, is right i'm, I'm but, glad you said that actually because that's exactly what people think you know and i also believe that people that hate or troll what i've found from experience is that it's always people that are doing less than you 100%. that are jealous of you 100%. or are not doing anything in life 100%. no one better than you in life is ever going to hate on someone no, 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 no. right in fact like when i went on the apprentice and i just got announced that i'm on the show okay no one sort of knows who i am yet mm -hmm. i received a message from some old guy he was a, he was a grandparent because it said proud grandparent on his bio okay and i was like okay cool i was getting a lot of messages like like you said a lot of positive mm. but that one message i remember till date and it just said i hate you yeah. And I've just been announced on The Apprentice and I'm like, I hate you. I literally took the time and I said to them, 
I wish you all the happiness in the world mm -hmm. because for you to say you hate me and you don't even know me, I feel really bad for yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, and for your grandkids, don't be like this. I said, I love you. Yeah. I wish you happiness yeah. and all the best in life. You blocked me. I rate you for <laughs> you know? how you dealt with it. What I will admit, and I'm happy to admit, is that stuff like, you know, those horrible kind of comments played a massive toll on me after a while, like mentally, I think I'd lost myself quite a bit because I used to doubt myself and I got really like insecure, really insecure because right. then I was like, oh my God, do I really look like this? Like, do I really you start need questioning to, yeah, yourself. I like, do I really need to change this? Yeah. Like, is my voice really that bad? Do I need to change my hair? Like whatever the flipping comment was, I'd always question it. And that's mm. so bad that I got to a point where I was like, I'm letting other people dictate how I live my life. And how you feel. So I had to go for therapy and I still do up until today. And has that helped you to change perspective? Um, a little bit, yeah. Like, you know, your therapist, I'm, I'm not a therapist, but mm. from experience, they will obviously teach you ways of how to cope with it, how to deal with certain comments, how mm. to not dwell on it. And that's what I really needed to learn because in my head it was always, but if I can see my name somewhere, of course I want to read it. Because people used to say to me, just don't read your own press. It's don't, so difficult. Don't read about... It's so difficult. But anybody wants to... If you can see your name, of course you want everywhere. to see what it says. Everywhere. Yeah, no, yeah, I can, yeah, I can, yeah. I can relate to this so much because um, initially when I went on the show, yeah. I was top trending in the UK yeah. pretty much every, every episode yeah. apart from two. Yeah. And like you said, the producers, again, they're very helpful. They mm -hmm. give you the support. Mm -hmm. But they say, don't read the comments, Akshay. If the whole country is talking about me, if I'm trending, of course you want to see it. I want to see what people are saying. I'm with you on that because yeah. that used to be me. I was like, but that's my name. Of course, I want to see what it says. You, yeah, it's 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 like natural. It's your instinct straight away. Your gut's saying no, but I want to see it. But actually, what I've learned, and this is only obviously over time, I've not yeah. developed this straight away. But I've realised, going back to a point that you said, is that the only people that have time to do this are people that are nowhere near what you're doing. Either they're jealous of what you're doing, 100%. they want what you've got and they can't have it or they don't know how to get it. Or it's just people that are so bored. You've got so much time in your, in your day. To, to criticise someone oh else. Oh my God, I feel it's for like... these people. I feel for you. There might be comments right now on this podcast. I don't give a <laughs> shit. What would me... you tell them, Hobbs? Talk to those haters mm. and tell them you love them Aww. and you wish them nothing but the best. Yeah, tell that hater. Look, listen. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart as well. If you're a hater, thank you. Thank you yes, for helps. taking out a little bit of time in your day to think about me because I must be on your mind quite a bit and not a lot of people could say that, but you do. So I just want to say I appreciate that. I really, really do. Um, from the bottom of my heart, it's nice to know that you could take out a little bit of time to comment on whatever it is that you're commenting on because I did read it, but I kind of forgot what you said. Um, but I appreciate it. I mean, I love you from the bottom of my heart because you are the fuel to my fire. So now that you've sent that, I will do it even more because my life's your entertainment. So I love that so much. You couldn't have said it better. And yeah, to any of my haters, <laughs> what she this, said, say, what she said exactly. <laughs> no, and, and I love that. And you have to have that mindset. I wanted to talk to you about TikTok because I've yeah. noticed um, you're not on TikTok. No. Nope. And I, I genuinely feel TikTok is well, it, it is big, but it is going to be the next big thing. Yeah. Um, it's already got similar numbers to Facebook yeah. right now, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. actually think it'll be bigger than Instagram at one point. Mm -hmm. But you were on TikTok before. I feel like I'm contradicting were... myself now because I'm there going, you know what, just stay out there. It's all right about your haters. Yeah, it got a bit too much and for me. Pops, you were getting big numbers on TikTok. Yeah. Because I followed you. 
But why did you, I know you deleted it, but why did you delete it? It made me sad, right? Because I enjoyed it so much. Like, because that's my, per- my personality was coming out a lot on TikTok yeah. as well. Because that's what I thought it was for. Like, I was like, oh yeah, you can do all this fun stuff that you don't mm. really get to mm. do at work or whatever it might be, whether that was dance, because I've got a passion for dance or maybe a little bit of acting here and there, singing, whatever it was. Yeah. But I didn't realize that people took stuff so personal, man. Like, I know I've just spoken about social media being such a, huge negative thing in my life but that one that that one particular platform I don't know what it was but I probably got it the worst there and I don't know why I don't think I'll ever understand why yeah I don't don't understand why but I feel like the balance for me wasn't right I get hate on my Instagram every day yeah in fact if I opened it up right now I'll probably be tagged in something again that I don't like but I'm used to it now it's just like delete block see ya that's how I deal with it but like with TikTok it was like majority of the comments just people just had something to say man like what why are people so touchy for i don't get it like the way i look why does it bother you Mm, the mm. way i dress why does it affect is it affecting your life i don't think it is no it's not affecting anything to do with you and your life but they don't realize that those horrible comments and the words that they use it's the words that they use it hurts here man sometimes and i'm like actually rather than being insecure because that's what's going to start happening. Again, I'm going to start rethinking about how I'm dressing or whatever it is. Rather than going down that route, how about I just get it out of my life like completely? I'll just switch it off. It. And, and you know what? I might, I do regret it sometimes. There are times where I'm like, oh man, that's such a good trend. That's such a good challenge. <laughs> yeah, I could smash that. I could yeah, do way I'd better be like, than I that. I could do that any day. But then I'll do it and I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, So maybe I might make a return, maybe when I feel a bit more brave. But I think at the moment it just got to me a bit too much. And I, I just felt like the best way to deal with it was to, to delete, delete it. it. And I think sometimes what happens is when you get a couple of hate comments and yeah. they're getting likes on social media, yeah. other people will try emulate that to is. get validation from mm-hmm. other people that are on TikTok. But I would love you to join TikTok again. Really? Yeah, genuinely. If you could down, if you could take one thing away from this That's podcast, a lot, yeah, you know. Yeah, you said I love you to your haters. Yeah. But I genuinely want you to download TikTok again. Okay. You can, we can switch off the comments. <laughs> yeah. And I because I feel in a year's time you're gonna look back to this date and be like, I'm glad I did it because I think so many people will love your content. Yeah. I mean, I might. And you're right, actually. There's always the option of just switching off the comments, isn't there? So maybe that's what I need to do. Actually, I've actually got a question for you. Go for it. We're talking so much about trolling. Spill the beans. Why are you single? You know, Hops, I'll be very <laughs> honest with you. I'm so, I'm so focused on my work mm. and my business. You hardly get much time to sort of yeah. zone out. And I'm so selective as well. Do you know what? I've got a lot of friends in the same position. It right. is harder now though, isn't it? Would you say it's harder it's, now it's than mu- it ever It's has much been? harder, especially because after I've been on the show, mm. I'm a bit more cautious now. It's like... Are they just speaking to me or messaging me because I've been on the show? Because, yeah. Um, so it's become harder now. Yeah. But just overall, I just think I'm so, so selective and so picky. You're just fussy, aren't you? I'm really fussy, yeah. right? Yeah, well, what do you want then? What's your dream girl? Go on. Oh, you, you sound like my mum now. <laughs> you sound like my mum. You sound fussy, so go on. What's on the list? What, do you, what uh, are you looking for? Honestly speaking, it's mindset. It's really? so important for me. That they, they've got to have like a growth mindset. They, want to, like, they have to be wanting to go far, have big aspirations. Mm-hmm. And you want to build an empire together, right? Yeah. And... That's the sort of vibe that I want, you know? This is emotional. <laughs> I never went through this process. <laughs> I mean, I've never even been on a dating app in my life. So can you talk to me a little bit about this? Are you on dating apps? I'm not on dating apps, no, no. So when you say mindset, there must be other things that you're looking for, right? Does she need to be good looking? Yeah, of Does course. She... I think looks are so important. Yeah. I think it's a big factor. You've got to be attracted to them. But personally, I'm not rushing into it. 
I'm a big believer in this quote, don't chase, yeah. attract, Ooh. be your best version. Oh, and the right person that's p- going to be part of your journey yeah. is going to come along. Aww. But I'm going to ask you a question now, obviously being married. Yeah. Um, do you, too long. <laughs> too long. Do you recommend that I should... It feels like I'm at therapy now. <laughs> do you feel that I should put more focus onto finding someone? I don't think that you should neglect it. Because okay. I, do, I don't think you're doing that, but I think a lot of people naturally do it. Because like I said, I've got yeah. friends that are doing the same thing. They're like, nah, job's, job's the main thing. Like We've got to focus on career, career, career. Mm. But I think this generation that we come from, we've been too focused on that. It's like we've got to make something of ourselves. Mm. Of course you've got to do that, but... You've got to have a little bit of balance in that as well, right? Because life's going to go by like this, man. Of course you want someone to spend it with. Yeah. You want to go on like little dinner dates. You want to go to the park. I mean, you might not want to go to the park, but <laughs> see how bad I am. This is what I would do if park. I was on a date. You want to go to the park? <laughs> <laughs> I literally, this is how bad I am. Don't you, get advice You've from had me. some exciting dates, Hobbs. <laughs> Honestly. You never even took me to a park. Oh, my own Did you feed the swans? <laughs> Did you take bread with you? Right, actually, you know what? I've been saying this a lot. I've got a lot of friends. Yeah, you have. A lot of single friends. It's got, I've just got a light bulb moment here, yeah? Go for it. Would you accept this offer? If I said to you... <laughs> Sound a little sugar now. If, <laughs> this is where I learned the point from. Would you accept a blind date offer? If I set you up on a blind date, would you trust me? Hearts coming from you, who's so credible. You're going to be surrounded with good people. Yeah. So how about this? Yeah, I'll on. bring the slice of bread. And I'll bring you your future wife. Deal done. Deal done. Thanks, Hobbs. Thanks for coming. <laughs> but on a serious level, yeah. thanks for sorting out my dating life. I'll send the invoice later. That's cool. No problem. Yeah. No problem. We are called The Scale Up Podcast. Mm-hmm. What's one piece of advice you'd give to someone who's looking to scale up in their personal life, in their business life, that want to get to that next level? I think it's got to be something that I didn't take on board then. So I think that's the best advice to give to somebody else. Learn from my mistakes, which is give yourself the credit that you deserve and believe in yourself. Because if you know that you're good at something, of course you're going to scale up. Like you've got to believe in yourself and be like, yeah, I am damn good at this. So of course I'm going to get to the next step. Rather than doing what I did back then, oh, I'm not ready for this. I can't do this. This is too much. Pressure's too much. Because that's, that's what I did. And I think that circle just went on for so long that I actually could have snapped out of it a lot sooner. And maybe, even though, you know, I appreciate you saying I did scale up quite quickly, but I do think circumstances at the time made that happen too. Yeah. It wasn't just me going from like zero to 100 because of what I've done. Yeah. Obviously it played a part, but I think my circumstances were a little bit different. But I think if someone was watching now going, I'm, I'm down here-ish, Harps, and you know, I, I need to be there. What do I need to do? I'm telling you, the minute you look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, actually, I will reach it, you will reach it. It sounds weird now, but when you look back, you're going to thank yourself for, for doing that because I know now I've taken that forward. I didn't do it then, but now I do. Now mm. I'm like, actually, I will get to that next goal that I'm dreaming. Actually, I will put all my effort into this little thing that I'm thinking yeah. about. And it happens, man. You, I, I'm a strong believer of putting things into the universe. I love that. Put it out there and it'll happen. Manifest it. Yeah, man. Manifest it and you'll scale up. I think self-belief is what you're saying. It's so important. If you believe in yourself and if you're confident in yourself, that's when other people are going to believe in you. Yeah. Hearts has honestly been such a pleasure speaking to you. I've had so much fun. Likewise. And thank you so much for coming on the Scale Up Podcast. Thank you so much for having me, man. Um, It's been amazing. And it's so nice to be on this side for once. I did less work. How did I do as a presenter? You were actually sick. Do you want my job?
Yeah, no problem. I don't wake up at 4 a.m. I don't want to wake up at 4 a.m. anymore. <laughs> bring, the, bring that bread though, yeah? Don't forget. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me, man. This has been sick. Scale Up Podcast is the place to be.